Summer is fast approaching, and as a hog producer, it's time to start thinking about your summer profitability strategy. I'm Sarah Muirhead for this episode of Feedstuffs Precision Pork, and joining us to dig into that topic are a couple of experts from Cargill, Mark Hussabus, Commercial Director Swine, and Matthew Ritter, Director Swine Technical Services. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having us, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. So, Mark, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your role there at Cargill and, and how it is you work with hog producers. Well, uh, Sarah, our, our, our team uh, that I'm privileged to be a part of really services the North American pork production sector. Uh, we work with uh, pork producers across both Canada and the U.S., to drive profitability into their businesses. And we do that uh, from everything from diet design and formulation of, of rations to marketing strategies, which we're gonna talk about a little bit today, to um, in-barn production services where we might help people uh, fine tune their system to, uh, again, optimize profit in any way we can, we can help them achieve. Matthew, what about you? What is it that you do specifically? Yeah, so I manage our group of wine nutritionists that will work directly uh, with our customers on a variety of things. Mark laid a lot of those out, but a lot of those would, the big focus would be diet strategy, uh, pig management, all, and communicating the research we do at our internal sites to the producers on how that can be applied to, to capture more profitability. So, Mark, as we start looking towards summer, what are you seeing in terms of the overall outlook for the hog industry? What what can we expect? Yeah, I, I, certainly we're, as an entire industry, looking at really good times right now and, and times which we haven't seen maybe arguably clear back to 2013 and 2014 in the middle of the PED pandemic that uh, that hit our North American herd so hard. Certainly really good profits in front of us. Um, but but a lot of uncertainty as well, right? Everything from questions if the Ukraine is going to be able to plant a corn crop and how that impacts our feed cost on a per head basis here for the next, let, let's just say, two production years um, to uh, what consumer pushback is going to look like in the face of the highest inflation that at this point we've seen since the early 80s, 82, 81 in that area and and still climbing. And so we're, we're, we're looking at really good money. Uh, people are, I think, uneasy and rightly so. And our our focus as an organization is continued to help people lean into the profits that are in front of them, take what the market has given us and and continue to do that out out forward as far as we possibly can. We're talking to folks right now about everything from diet strategy to how to optimize space, add space where they're, where that's possible, different marketing tactics, you know, in some cases, even, even some additives that may help us achieve every pound of gain that we can put on every pig that we can possibly touch this year. Yeah, lots of lots of unknowns, but a lot of opportunities ahead as well. So, so let's talk a little bit about the the diet strategy, Matt. So, what what are you seeing out there from an ingredient standpoint, and what should producers be aware of? Yeah, if we look at the the Cargill Pig Flash newsletter that came out today, we're starting to see seven dollars on the corn line and four hundred and fifty dollar a ton soybean meal start to appear in some of our futures markets and. 
when we apply that to wean to market feed cost, we've seen those prices go up to about $110 a pig as we start to forecast that out. So that's increased about $10 a pig here over the last two weeks. So definitely something we need to keep an eye on. But as Mark mentioned there, the carcass price is offsetting that. We're seeing profits of $27 here in the nearby to $61 later in the summer. So we really need to be focused on diet strategies that are going to deliver us the most profitability, knowing that we may need to invest some cost to capture that profitability on the back end. And as we look at going into this summer versus last summer, a lot of these economic conditions are pretty similar with one exception, and that would be the cost of fat. Added fat has been one of our go-to strategies going into the summers. Those intakes drop, put more calories in the pig, try to keep those weights up. And, and the price of fat has basically doubled here in the last year, making that a really challenging decision for a lot of our customers as we think about how we're going to feed pigs this summer. And what we got to be careful of is if we pull fat, that could be a drop in live weights of six to eight pounds. And this is going to come at a time where summer heats typically drop producer weights eight to 10 pounds. So if we don't manage that properly, that could almost be a double whammy where we're off 10 to 20 pounds of what we intended. So we've been using our, our pork max model where we take Cargill research, ingredient prices and diet formulation and run a, diff, a, a number of scenarios. And right now, when we use just the broad general industry averages, it's it's telling us the most profitable approach for this summer is corn soy diet. So we may be doing a little time traveling <laughs> back to, to feeding pigs, but nothing's really been normal the last two years. But uh, I think it's very important for producers to work with their nutritionists right now to really understand the costs that they have in front of them and the diet specs they have to understand is fat going to price in from a profit standpoint? Are distillers going to be profitable or at least a net wash so we can stretch some of the $7 corn? But those are things that we really need to be understanding right now uh, from a diet strategy standpoint. If we pull fat then the question is, is there any other high energy ingredients out there that we could potentially leverage? Uh, bakery byproducts provide that opportunity if it's available and in your area. Uh, but a word of caution there would be is not all bakery is the same. Uh, there's a lot of variability and nutrient values coming out of a bakery plants. Uh, so that's something you need to keep a close eye on if you intend to leverage and, and take uh, advantage of the opportunity there. And then really, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, the, the other thing to consider would be is, you know, lysine. Uh, we probably need to be looking at bumping lysine for maximum gain. That's going to add cost, but it could help us, you know, gain one to two pounds back um, as we look at uh, trying to fill that hole left by fat uh, from our market weight standpoint. So if we're trying to add weight back to our pigs this summer, how does how does space play into that? Is that a factor we need to look at? Definitely. And when you look at, okay, if I don't have fat and I've lost tools that I've had in the past, like ractopamine, um, and I'm, you know, do I have the space available just to feed the pigs, say a week longer uh, to get an additional 10, 15 pounds on them? If it's available, it does pencil on the back of the envelope right now to add a week of space. And that's assuming you got 300 
dollar a ton last finishing diet costs and even a feed conversion up to 4.0, it's still pencils to the positive. Now, everybody's in a different situation from space to those that manage their systems very tight on space to those that want extra space to those that have been, been impacted by PERS 144. Uh, but that is something we definitely need to dig into and understand if there's an opportunity there. I'll kick it over to, to Mark just to provide some insights from a production system standpoint. If you don't have the space, how can you be creative with what you got to, to make the most efficient use of it? Yeah, that's a it's a great question, Matt, and one that we're trying to walk around with with every producer that, that we work with in the industry. And there's there's a number of ways to to do that. Um, and there are there are pros and cons and gives and takes with with every solution that you you know you might you might try in your system. But those things would involve um, simply hanging on to pigs, you know, two three days longer than you normally would, and pushing that that that. Uh, footprint of the barn as much as you possibly can uh, to to things like double and triple stocking in the early phases of the production scheme, right? To to buy yourself those extra two three days in the in the in the barn. Um, we also talk about really doing a ruthless job managing wasted space in the barn. So things like uh, the end pen in a in a or a half pen, and how do we have that full or not full? How do we manage our uh, our sick pens or our or our, med our medical hospital pens, and making sure that we've got all of that space devoted to growing number one pigs to market weight as efficiently and as effectively as we can. So, you know, you you, you can tend to get into a negative doom loop here and think, well, I can't, I don't, I've got my space. It's what it is. But if you really start taking a few extra steps and thinking about double stocking, managing those hospital pens, the end pens in barn, and really pushing a, a turn two, three extra days longer than maybe you normally would. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing how much added weight you can come up with on a particular barn turn. And people get hung up in the cost of some of those things. But when we're potentially staring at a buck 25, a buck 30 lean hog futures for June, July, August timeframe, you can afford to spend two, three extra dollars jumping through a few hoops to pull that kind of money down. And that would be one of the, you know, one of the things I'd, I'd make sure we get across in this podcast, Sarah, don't start pinching pennies at the expense of dollars, right? The revenue trumps the cost in the marketplace that we're in today. It's so tempting to be blinded by that, but you're definitely right. You have to look at that whole picture and what uh, what those opportunities might be. So now what about when we talk about the the marketing of these pigs, when it comes time to market, Mark, are there some some strategies that producers should really be considering and, and looking at? Yeah, I think in, this is going to vary from producer to producer as well, Sarah, but um, we talk to producers about things like uh, how many cuts are you ideally willing and able to take as you market a barn to, to be able to free up space and, and get the optimum amount of space in that facility to let to let the remaining pigs just take off and blossom. Um, how effectively are, are we at dumping a barn and getting the space empty so that we can optimize the next group of pigs coming into the barn? Uh, Matt might want to talk about this from a diet design and, and formulation strategy, but we also talk about things like 
can we bump amino acid content, specifically lysine, and manage the lysine energy ratio more effectively after we take a first cut of pigs? But those are the kind of things that we're talking about. Matt, what would you add to that? Yeah, I would say just with the opportunities we have in front of us and also knowing that costs on the feed cost side are increasing now is really the time to understand those packer grid agreements and where I'm at from a marketing standpoint. And with our producer profitability suite of tools, we've been working closely with producers to understand what's the optimal market weight now and what's it going to be when we get to that peak July market and where you know, what plans do we need to make to get there? You know, some of these packer grids discount heavy hogs hard and they're going to, you know, they're going to want 275 optimal weight, 275 pound optimal weights this summer. Whereas some of these that are lighter on the discounts on the heavy side are going to be up to 300 pounds. And we have some customers marketing to both of those scenarios. And in the past, they've been managed as one flow of pigs. And when we're starting to talk about optimal market weights varying from packer to packer by 20, 25 pounds, I think we've got to rethink the whole marketing strategy game. Think about, are we going to use dedicated sites? Are we going to use dedicated feeding programs to, to achieve those two different outcomes? As Mark said, we've done research here lately on different cut strategies. We know that if we take a, if we market a first cut from a barn, we're going to see about an 11% improvement in average daily gain and a 5.5% improvement in feed efficiency of those pigs remaining in the barn. So there's definitely a performance bump there. Now, based on packer grids, producers may take more cuts to try to minimize variation, but I think this is an important time to really understand that no discount range that the packer provides in can we move to something more like a cut and then dump the barn 28 days later to maximize weight? Um, in a recent trial, we saw that that approach, the cut and dump, adds about five pounds of weight versus three cuts or five cut strategies. So this is one where we really got to dig into the data with the with the producer and understand where you're at today and you know could reducing the number of cuts be an option today to add that weight and use that space more efficiently like Mark was mentioning earlier. Um, another thing is, as Mark did mention, the bumping lysine after the first cut, we've seen that that provides an opportunity to add about a pound and a half of body weight the last 21 days. And it's one you might scratch your head about a little bit at first, but as you think about it, you take the that first cut out, those pigs remaining in the barn are probably 20 pounds lighter and probably skewed towards the gilt side of the population. So it does make biological sense why we would see that response. So again, we're laying out a lot of things that are probably gonna get you one pound or two pounds here or there to try to replace um, what fat um, not being in the diet's gonna do, but that's probably what it's gonna take to really maximize profitability this summer is really a focus on the data and execution at the slot level. Very good, lots to think about, some really great tips there. Mark Hasselbez, Matthew Ritter of Cargill, thank you both for your time here today. For those of you listening, don't forget to review your summer profitability strategy to make sure it's on track and it's ready to go for this year. I'm sure the Cargill folks would love to, love to help you with that if you're interested. For Feedsteps Precision Pork, I'm Sarah Muirhead.